Welcome, Husker Nation, to the Scarlet and the Cream and Two Average Guy podcast, the two best podcasts for Husker fans. Today I am with Brian Knudsen, Matt, and Jimmy from Two Average Guys. What did you guys think of the spring game today? You know, I, I was... Uh... I was obviously excited um, to see 85,946 people show up. Uh, I was always excited for a spring game, and uh, second year in a row we sold out. So the crowd was in it. It was exciting in the beginning. You got all the guys coming out. They were pumped up. Uh, biggest takeaway, I think, for me, and the one guy I loved watching most was Garrett Nelson. Uh, you heard a lot about him ahead of the season um, and ahead of the spring game. You've seen a lot of him in the weight room. You see a lot of comparisons with uh, Nature Boy Ric Flair. Uh, he, he lived. He lived up to his reputation. I mean, he lo- he was jacked up. He got a couple good uh, tackles out there, and Absolutely. a lot of fun to watch. He was one of my favorite guys to watch out there. Yeah, you know, I was really excited to see Luke McCaffrey. I talked about it before the game, um, and he he's flashy, man. He, he's, he's out there moving around. Uh, he threw the ball pretty well, uh, real quick. Um, so that was encouraging to see because obviously somebody's gonna have to take over for Martinez at some point. Um, Good seeing Martinez go out there and get, get the job done on a couple drives, but uh, I was really excited about McCaffrey, and I'm continuing to be excited about Luke McCaffrey. Absolutely. Uh, I got to agree with you. Yeah, McCaffrey, he impressed me. He's yeah. quick. His decision-making was really impressive for a freshman. Extremely impressive. Oh, yeah. He's got good zip on the ball. He's quick out of the pocket, knows what he's doing in there. I mean, the guy wasn't pretty. He did not look like a freshman. He made me think of Martinez last year. Martinez didn't look like a freshman exactly. when he stepped on the field. And um, Jimmy and I talked during the game, like, we think he may be a step behind him. He's a little bit smaller, doesn't quite have the frame that Martinez has. But as far as the speed, as far as the elusiveness, I think he's got it. He's carrying that number seven. He's got to right. know what that he's means. Gonna, he's got to <laughs> know. I'm sure Frost talked to him yeah, about that. Well, and, you know, it's definitely an opportunity for him to – to play possibly, but if not, redshirt, get a little bit more bulk to him, and uh, you know, learn the system a little bit. And I think he's going to be really good. Yeah, I just want to get back to Garrett Nelson. If you guys were wondering, we're taping at the 1867 bar, so if you guys wonder where all the back running is, we're having Bud Lights, we're having water, we're just having a good time. But the one thing I remember about Garrett Nelson is this dude's not afraid. Uh, last year, no, um, I believe it was the uh, Akron game he was at, or, or yeah. maybe been the uh, Troy game, and I just said, hey, Gary, can you come and take a picture with my kids? He jumped over the fence and took a picture <laughs> with both of my kids. I thought that was yeah. awesome. This guy has no fear. This guy is going to be a dude on defense. He, he was right off the bat. I mean, we, we, we were talking about him, and then we saw him line up, and he shot right through untouched, buried a running back in the backfield. Uh, He's he's gonna be he's gonna be a playmaker for years. Plays with a lot of emotion. Uh, I think fu- future captain on D. A lot of passion. Sure. Yes, very much. Um, Even Mo Berry, they're gonna be somebody to be, we'd be watching out for in that middle. Yeah, and I think uh, another thing that I liked watching was. Uh, Jalen Bradley, I thought, did really good. He did, um, especially that opening series. The opening series, he ran really well. He protected the ball. He had his speed. He looked good faster. Moves. Good moves. I, it was uh, it's something I was hoping for because we're going to need him. Absolutely. I think I think we're going to need him on the field this year. And yep. We missed him last year, and you know this spring was a good opportunity for him. You know, there's obviously some guys coming in yep. that are looking to take his, you know, take a backup running back type spot. I think this spring he really stepped up and gave himself an opportunity to see the field. You got Wyatt Mazur. He looked pretty good today. Really I've been good. high on this yeah. kid since day one. <laughs> yeah. And Matt, me and you talked about it earlier. He reminds you of Rex Burkett. Yep. 
little Danny Roadhead Rex Burkett he, he, he runs. He yeah. runs low to the ground. He protects the ball. He can squeeze between the tackles. He's also very shifty. Yes. And he, we saw some of that last year uh, when he did play. We saw the shiftiness. And I'm like, he could be good in this next year if he gets some playing time. And I, he, he's another guy to watch out for this year. Like I was telling Frank, it looked like he kind of slimmed down a bit. Maybe he's gotten a little more quicker. Got a little more pep in his step. Yep. Maybe he took a play out of his Zigbo's book. I think so. Down a little bit. Boy, everybody that listens to our podcast, you yeah. talk about Zigbo, man. <laughs> we hey, talk about him a lot. That's too. some, uh, yeah. That's, oh my gosh, I can't even go on about him. <laughs> well, I think you look at uh, a couple other offensive guys. Jaron Wood- uh, Woodyard had some catches. Yes. Uh, Latarian Legrone, or uh, Katarian Legrone, has some, he had like four passes in a row thrown towards him. Um, Austin Allen. Austin Allen's a big dude. He's a big dude. He's yes. tall. Um, I think he's a McQuitty. McQuitty. Finally. I think we're going to see him this Finally year. Finally got to see something. So he was exciting to watch. Who's the tight end with the, with the big catch in the first pass of the game that went almost, what, 60, 70 yards? That was Cade Warner. Yeah, oh, Warner. Yeah. Warner. Okay, yeah, Cade Warner. Okay. Yeah, Cade Warner had some good catches in the game. Which I didn't expect. I mean, some of those guys, you know, they don't need to prove anything. They've proven it, so they're not going to see as much time in the spring game. So... Uh, yeah, that, that was exciting to watch. I think our offense, you know, we obviously they had a lot of guys that weren't playing um, due to injuries or just because they were just out, whatever it might have been. Minor injuries, no use in playing them, uh, which is fine. Uh, but I think our offense, I'm not worried about the offense at all. No. Uh, I think we got a lot of weapons, and I think we showed a lot of weapons today on both the red and the white team. What did you guys think about the offense and defensive line? Our There's offense, a big question marks coming into this next they, season. They are. I think both showed promise. Um, <coughs> as far as defense, you know, you got the Davis brothers. Darian Daniels looked great out there. Um, I mean, I think he lived up to his reputation coming into the game. And uh, Car- uh, Carlos Davis looked faster. I saw him chasing down some plays. He looked fast. Yep. Um, so that was that was good too. I mean, I think our defensive line. It seemed like the defensive line got a little more pressure than they did. Than they have in the you know than maybe last season. Well, they've been, they've been talking a lot about after practices how. You know, the defense won, won today. They beat up our offensive line or vice versa. Offensive line beat up our defensive line. And I think you can see that today. You can see both teams winning on the on the offensive and defensive front. So we, they got to the backfield more often, I thought, on the defense. Yeah, and on offense, I thought we pushed up a little bit more as well. Did a better job blocking. So it's a small picture when you're playing each other. but it is. Especially when they're playing each other every day in practice. Yeah. And they know they each know other's tendencies and yep. stuff like that. So... Um, I think the, you know, we'll have to really wait till the fall, but uh, it, it's fun. The spring game's fun. It's fun uh, for the and Brant, Brant Banks is a beast. He's huge. He's a tall dude. He is. He was the tallest guy on the defensive line on the white team uh, when he was playing. So uh, he's a big dude. Someone to look out, look out for on the defensive line. Oh, okay. Uh, so last year the big headlines was Martinez versus Jebbia. What was the headlines this year? What's the big one? No, no starting running backs, no Maurice Washington, no Ronald Tompkins, no Ramir Johnson. Yeah, you know, that's a good question. I would I would say, if anything, I think maybe the focus might be on McCaffrey. Um, McCa- McCaffrey, shot, McCaffrey shines in the spring game, uh, potential backup to... Martinez, yeah, I mean, he won that backup role because Bunch looked, Bunch didn't look good. No, he, really no, didn't. he looked horrible. Federal looked better than he did last year. Yes, Federal did. did. Yes. I, I will say yeah, that. Federal scrambled a couple times. That that could be the battle for second string right there. It really could be. McCaffrey, I think, though, as far as athleticism, agility, zip on the ball. I mean, yeah, top to bottom. 
Yeah. I think he's got him already. Yeah, so I think that headline, that, I think that could be what you're looking at as a quarterback again. Uh, I'll easily be a QB battle, but second place. It's not going to be who's going to start. It's going to be who's the backup. And That's right. Or even, like, you know, since we didn't really have any of our starting running backs necessarily, you know, what guys stepped up, like Jalen Bradley, like we talked about for the last few minutes. Here. Yep. You know, some of these guys that, that played a played a decent game today might have an opportunity to see some time. They could talk about defense, too. I mean, once again, Garrett Nelson, Mo Berry looked good again. JoJo Doman slimmed down. He looked good. Jackson with yep. that breakup in yep. the corner. Yeah, had a good breakup. Did Boodle end up getting hurt? Uh, Is that who was injured? That was who got hurt. And, I mean, there's no reason to bring him back out if he got hurt. Yeah. No, absolutely I, I don't not. think he was hurt, hurt. I think he was fine. He was walking off the field. He good. was fine. Good, um, Dismuke looked good. I Dismuke? Mean, yes. Tyron Ferguson looked good. Did interception? Didn't they Dismuke? Yeah. Yes. Or, or is that Did, the one that was taken back? No, Dismuke got the interception. Yep. Um, and then the one that was taken back. Mo Berry had that one, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I thought there was a lot uh, of young I think guys. Mo Berry had the sack on that one, and then he that's, threw it. Yep, that's true. That's true. Um, you know, we got to see some Cam Taylor today. Cam Taylor was yes. re- was returning punts. I don't know if that's going to go on in the regular season or not, but he was the one back there. You would think JD is going to be our punt returner again, but I'd like to save JD. Maybe put Wondell back there. Right. True. Like well, and we talked about Jamie Nance yep. being a potential guy because Jamie Nance, we got to see a flash of him, and he had a lot of speed. Like you said, you don't want to get J.D. back there and get him hurt on a no, punt. Return. No, 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 no. Wasn't uh, Nance open on that long pass that was just overthrown by, was it McCaffrey or Bedroll? He was open down the field, and he missed him by who, a good Who punt. was it? Was it Nance? Jamie Nance? I think he missed him once. He missed another guy long, too. Um and we mentioned you're not throwing to JD Spielman. It's yeah. not. It was it was a third stringer, probably third or fourth stringer, probably. But um, you know, I thought we saw some good things today out of our defense too. I thought you saw the intensity from Mo Berry. You saw yeah. the intensity from everybody on that first string and some of the guys that are going to be playing. Uh, Lee, Eric Lee was out there playing with intensity. I just I think there's a lot of and we Cam Taylor wasn't even playing today, so I think you still have him that you got to think about and. Uh, you know, and we got guys that, that are going to compete for jobs again, I think. In my opinion, I think after a full year of their strength and conditioning, finally, we're starting to see some of the fruits of that. Yep. Today, I mean, there was way more physicality today than there was a year ago. Speed. Spe- yes, by far, speed. speed. And, my goodness, those guys were out there hitting. You know they wanted to hit those quarterbacks <laughs> so bad. Oh, yeah. Well, even uh, even Barry Rude, he, he mentioned the other day, he said, you know, if you're not attacking the ball, you're not on the field. Plain and simple. If you're not, if you're not going to attack the ball, and I think we saw that well, today. We, think, we saw guys going after the ball. Yes. I think it was Ferguson. Uh, McCaffrey did a read option, and he ended up handing it off. And huh. Ferguson was going right in on him, and McCaffrey turned, and they he ran into him. <laughs> and it was like, uh, you know, I don't think he meant to do that, but yeah. just going hard hey, to the ball. Get a free shot. You get a free yeah. shot. Take it. Yeah, it's uh, just don't hurt it. Oh yeah. Okay, so let's go ahead. Uh, the first quarter, Adrian Martinez had, what, three series, two touchdowns. What do you guys think of his play? I think it was what, what it was to be expected. Um, you know, I thought I thought the defense challenged him really well, though. I mean, there was a couple of times where he was scrambling. The defense got to him fast. So, yep. once again, that's promising to see when they're going up against the white defense, which you know a lot of them are, are starters. They were getting to him. So, I think, you know, is that bad for our offensive line or is that good for our secondary defense? I don't know. But I, I thought we saw what was expected from Martinez. Especially, you know, not having some of the stars out there. You know, he didn't have a target like Spielman to throw to. Yep. Um, he, doesn't, he didn't have, you know, any running back, really, that he's no. had. Other than 
Nobody was Yeah, Missouri and uh, Brady Belt. Brady Belt ran too. Uh, yeah, and, and Brady Belt was pretty good. Uh, I he, would say to me, but he looked kind of tiny. Though. Yeah, he's not a big. My guy. gosh, he was small. He, he was fitting through holes though. Oh, but, of course. You know. Yeah, when you're that, hey, Barry Sanders can play <laughs> that. You're a yeah. small guy. You'll get through there. Yeah. You know, I was encouraged with how Martinez looked. You know, with the pieces around him. Yep. Yeah. No, nothing out of the ordinary for him, in my opinion. A couple of them, he threw off his back foot. I mean, yeah. They're just little things that need right. cleaned up, but he'll have that ready to go come fall. Oh yeah. Yeah, he had the five-yard scamper for a touchdown. Then he just had enough juice to get that ball to Woodyard. <laughs> I mean, that was how's that of a catch? I mean, I don't know how. I mean, he was running right towards us on the sideline, and he made that pass. I, I thought he was running out of bounds when he threw it. I thought he was throwing it out of bounds. And then I thought he had got intercepted. Yeah, a heck of a catch. Across his body on the run. They say he's been doing Side a lot, window. practicing a lot of those passes lately too, across, across the body and. That's good. I mean, we want to see that. He's good at it. And for our receiver to catch it, just as good because the defender was right there. We did see quite a few drops today. We did. Yeah. Um, Austin yeah. Allen had some drops. You know, he's a, he's, a, he's a big target. He's the tallest guy out there. I think Woodyard had one or two. Yeah. One that was toward the sideline that I swear hit him like just yeah. right Oh, yeah. Hands yeah. Popped right off. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, our defense did have a couple breakups as well. Yes. Uh, they were right there on the passes, so I thought that was promising. We've already talked about McCaffrey. We kind of we're really uh, down on bunch. I, uh, you can ask oh, you can ask Brian this after the Illinois game when he fumbled the football and he didn't make any effort to retrieve the fumble. Yeah. I'm just like he's got to go, but he's still on the team. When he said he was transferring, I was like, okay, good. Yeah. I mean, does he really have a role on this team? I think he could be a leader on the team, you know. And he stuck around because he likes the guys. He likes the family atmosphere. He likes the family culture and. That's one reason, and maybe another reason was maybe he didn't have any other teams looking at him. I don't know, but you know, I think he could be a leader on the field. I think he's just, I think he has the smarts for quarterback. I and mean, we saw today, he just doesn't have the arm. He doesn't have the speed. Um, I just, I don't think he has a shot to be third string. He's going to be fourth string, in my opinion. You know, it's tough when you go out with the second team and you're playing against the first team offense. You know? Yeah, but. He had his. I mean, he had a chance last year. He got to play with the first team offense. Yep. And, and, Detroit you know, game. Lost, I mean, it lost just the Detroit. Yeah. 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 So, end of the Colorado game. Here it is. He was nine for twenty-one for eighty yards and one interception. Ooh. And the, the thing that's disappointing is we had that screen pass wide open, oh, and he God. couldn't throw the ball fifteen yards. It skipped it to him. That's yeah. just disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do that. Uh, and that's why. Yeah. I mean, I would say at this point that. You know, you have McCaffrey as the backup in case you need Martinez to go in. Maybe you get him in for four games, get him that red shirt. Uh, maybe have Vedro right there behind him. Yeah. So. I think you're right. I think McCaffrey, uh, he, he's going to need another year to kind of bulk up a bit. Yeah. yeah. So oh, yeah. I think a red shirt might be a good idea for him. But you can see the flashes of it already. He'll play. He'll, he'll play in some games. Oh, absolutely. Just, he'll get his four I know games. there was talk about, you know, with the skill set and speed that he has, you might need to put him on the field maybe in a different position. You know, and in certain like circumstances. Like Bobby Newcomb. Yeah, yeah, in certain circumstances. Oh, Bobby Newcomb. Oh, boy. I was a big fan. <laughs> well, that, that's the nice thing about Luke McCaffrey. He's not afraid to, he's not afraid to throw the football. No, no. You know, you know, they see like Bunch, he's afraid to throw it. Vedder's a little afraid. But Martinez and McCaffrey just have have what Frost and Budusko wants yeah. to be able to throw that ball down the field and make some plays. So, and 
Let's look at, uh, let's see, Matt Masker, three for eight. What would you guys have? Masker, it was, was fun to watch. He touchdown pass. Uh, yeah. I don't think that would have happened if uh, Lamar Jackson was in there. He's uh, a little taller than that defensive <laughs> well, yeah, the, the, yeah, the corner really kind of stopped his feet and just jumped straight up and missed it. But, I mean, he put it on the money. It was it was pretty fun to watch. I actually yeah, yeah, enjoyed it. We were two rows up right on that sideline. He was bouncing around the whole time on the sidelines, you know, slapping, you know, slapping shoulders with guys, you know, getting guys, keeping guys in the game. So he seems like a, you know, he's a team uh, guy. He's he's a culture fit. Yeah, I, I liked him on the field. He was fun to watch. He's got he got energy. He's got some speed too. He's got good footwork. You you see that with everybody on this team now. A, a year later, being with this coaching staff, yep. what what they instill in these kids, it, everybody from top to bottom, first string to all the way to fourth. And yep. No matter who you are, if you're a part of the team, you're a part of that family. It, it doesn't yep. matter, and they're so proud to be there. Well, that's one thing Frost mentioned in a press conference a couple days ago is we're light years ahead of where they were last year. Oh, light far. years ahead. Not only by just far. in strength and conditioning and skill set, but just the culture. And I think that if you have that in your football team, you're going to go a long ways. And I can see that happening. What do you guys think of Noah Vedro? Is he our backup then, the number two? Um, I, can, I can see him being number two only because I don't think they're going to want to – had this be the first year that uh, McCaffrey's in the game area on the team and not redshirt him. I think they want to redshirt him, especially to be that starter a couple years down the road. Well, yeah. yeah, like I said before, I totally agree. Um, I, I feel like McCaffrey should, you know, probably will see some time at quarterback, you know, end of the fourth quarter. Um, I'd like to see Bedro get some time. Yeah. You know, especially a, a local a local kid to, to play in front of home home crowd. So, yeah, he uh, made he made the most of his time today. I mean, yeah, he, he did. Thirteen of nineteen he for one hundred and forty four yards. Yeah. I mean, he had a pick, but it's I, the same thing happened. Drop and then. Well, didn't, didn't it go off somebody's hands? Yeah, yeah. Off hands. that's right. Yeah, yeah. tip drill. That was off Austin Allen, I think. Oh, yeah. He went off his hands. And he went right into the defender. Yeah. So and there's nothing you can do about that as a quarterback. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was he did make the most of his time today. That was that's promising considering you know he didn't really get it much time last year and he transferred and he got late um, you approval. Like their feet on. Yeah, there's a lot of things going in, but you know I think if he gets to play, he's going to make most of his time like he did today. So if Martinez is hurt tomorrow, who's the starter for the Huskers? Federal. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I, I would say Federal would be the starter. Um, they'd have to slim down that playbook too much for McCaffrey. Yeah. To start, yeah. Yeah, just, McCaffrey wouldn't quite be ready come tomorrow. He, he fits into the system real well. Oh, easily. His style of play. Easily. He, his family is athletes. He's an athlete. Yes. We know that, but it's he's not going to have the full... Uh, length of the full of playbook, I don't think, to get started. I think Bedrill does, but yep. I think Bedrill would be number two with McCaffrey right behind him if Bedrill was messing up. <laughs> All right, let's look at the running backs. What do you guys think of Brody Bell? 13 carries, 53 yards. Does he have a role on this team? You know, we were talking about it. You know, how, how many times has uh, you know, somebody kind of shined in a spring game and then you never heard their name again? Absolutely. You know? uh, unfortunately, but... It happens uh, every year. It's guys that are getting a chance that, that normally wouldn't with some of these other guys yeah. out, not playing. Yeah. Um, like nah. you had said, I think they do have a role on the team, pushing guys in practice, um, just being there to work hard. 
make everybody else work hard. Well, I think everyone's a competitor too. So if he's oh, competing hard, everyone's going to want to compete harder to make sure they keep their spot. Yeah. Um, you know, it was it was fun to watch him play. I think he's got some elusiveness. He's got some speed, but um, his role is going to be pretty minor. You might see him every now and again, but maybe certain packages. Yes. If we're up by forty nine. Yeah. Yeah. Which is one are. Mop up duty's fine. And that's when Missouri got in last year when we were winning the game. When we exactly. were winning the game, that was the first time we got to play. And he made the most of his time yeah, on that did. field too. Yep. Any other running backs stood out to you guys? Austin Hempfield, uh, Connor Ruth. Anyone else? <laughs> no, I mean really for me it was it was Jalen Bradley and uh, and Missouri were the two that really stood out to me today. Now, I know you guys have mentioned some positive things about the wide receivers, but I'm kind of concerned about the wide receivers. Woodyard dropped a pass. Williams, he's not getting on the field, even though he runs 4-3-3 speed. He can't block good enough to play. You're talking about Kate. Mike Williams? Right. Oh, I disagree with you. You disagree? I, I think him and Cade Warner did a hell of a job blocking downfield last year. Um, maybe it was just a small sample, but the times when the two of them were blocking for Morgan or blocking for Spielman, I mean, they both would lock up, and they were pushing their guys. Cade Warner, I think, is a much better blocker. Uh, Stanley Morgan was a great blocker, but um, I think if Mike Williams improves on the blocking, I don't think he's bad, but I think if he improves on it, he'll be even better at blocking downfield. But he's a senior. I think he's got he's got good hands. I think we use him appropriately. We saw him catch the ball last year. We know he can, but we got to use him. And I think we're going to be able to use him more of those sideline catches. Um, I don't see him doing too many seams down the field, but uh, I think he could be a shorter pass guy and he can make some moves out of it. But. I don't think he's a terrible blocker. I think he could obviously improve. I think Cade Warner's our big blocker downfield, though. I'm with you. I'd probably say I'm a little concerned in the wide receiver department. Um, I mean, obviously, J.D. didn't play. Wandale's going to be split out, so we don't yep. have to worry about that. Um, but we, there's definitely some guys that we need to step up. Well, Jack Stoll wasn't playing today either, right. so we know we got him. Uh, but, yeah, I will be interested. Somebody's going to have to step up big time come fall. I, don't, don't forget the I do want to say tight ends. I think tight ends is what I think can complement our receiver maybe downfall um, or lack of receiving core is our tight ends. We got Stoll. We know we have Austin Allen who can do things. We got Legron who we saw today. We have some tight ends that we can use, but Nebraska's never been great at using their tight ends like they probably could. Seathan Carter was about the last one I could remember besides maybe Wistrom. Yeah. That were decent tight ends. Yeah, so I, I think there's promise in our tight end core to complement our wide receiver core. If I remember correctly, Frost had a tight end drafted in the third round at UCF. So I, it, he should utilize the tight ends in this system. I mean, Allen had a big catch last year for, what, 60 yards. Stoll had a big touchdown catch against Wisconsin. A one-handed catch in yep. one of the games, yeah. I, I think we utilize our tight ends on those quick down-the-field passes, which we did a couple of times last year. Those are successful. No one's, no one's going to touch them. Well, and we tried one of those. With McCaffrey tried a little yeah. down the middle. It was a short pass, it. yeah. Kind of lobbed it. He didn't put a lot of zip on it. but. And like you guys had said, you know, it's a spring game. You're not opening up the whole playbook. You're not no, showing it's pretty everything. vanilla. It yeah. is it's really vanilla. extremely light. So. And like you said about the tight ends, when you've got that, you, you've got that serious threat at running back, those play actions dead over the middle. That tight end standing around nobody five, six yards yep. near it. Little, little chip and run, and you're wide open out exactly. in the middle, yeah. And they bust loose 25, 35 yards. Yep. With our speed, the way we move our, our guys in the backfield, um, with Wondell going to be back there now with J.D., I mean, we have we have serious threats with speed. That's going to open up the tight end game because those 
linebackers are going to have to cover somebody. Yeah. And, you, and, and you can't cover Our tight ends everybody. are too tall, so our tight ends are taller than linebackers normally. And we still don't know what's going to happen with Maurice Washington. No. <laughs> no, we don't. I, that, that could be a big factor in how the year plays out, too. Absolutely. Are you all too scared to make a prediction on the Washington deal? Uh, no. I, I say I, my guess is he gets uh, – Suspended one to two games. I, I bet he gets a uh, probation sentence just like the other two guys did who actually were in on the video. Um, I think he gets probation. I say he gets suspended the first game against South Alabama. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, just, I don't think it's going to be any more than that. If the two people in the video didn't get it worse, I don't think he should. I don't think he deserves to get it worse either. Just because he's a college athlete that is on TV. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to get any worse than one or two games. Do you guys, do you guys believe he has NFL talent? Mo, I don't think we've seen enough. It's really hard to tell. I don't think we've seen enough of Mo Washington yet to see if he's got NFL talent. I think, I, I think he's a four-year guy. I think we uh, barely chipped the surface well, with him. Yeah, he, he was really skinny. Very. He got hurt last year too, so he didn't play the whole season. So I think we just, we've seen such a small sample. Uh, I think it's hard to tell right now. Yeah, he's got to bulk up. I mean, you can look at it. You see it. He's tall, skinny. Yep. I mean, he is quick. He's got moves. They said he was putting on weight in the weight room in the offseason. So. He needs at least 20 pounds on him, in yeah. my opinion. Yep. So I think if he does that and we get a full season under him, I think he's got eight, potentially. Don't you Don't you guys think he's built more like a wide receiver than a running back? Kind of. I mean, he, he does he can catch, catch passes out of the backfield and he's good at it. He's yeah. got good hands. Yeah, that might not be a – I don't know. He does run – does run the ball pretty well too, though. So I don't know. It's kind of a tough call. Yeah, he's got that leaping ability too. Yeah. we all saw it against yeah. Michigan State. Yes, and it turned into one hell of a meme. Yeah, I'd be interested to see if he if they try like some with wide receiver with him, how that'll pan out. Because you get you still have to be able to run routes. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're so you should be able to block. Yes. So <laughs> and then he's so small, maybe he can't block. I don't know. Good question though. What do you guys think of Milo Jones today? Miles Jones? Miles Jones, yeah. I like him. We didn't talk about him really with the running backs. Yeah, I like Miles Jones. Yeah, Miles Jones. Miles Jones, yeah, that's right. He was fun to watch. I really liked him. He had a pretty good game. Uh, He's one of those young guys that has promise. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We kind of overlooked him when we were talking running backs. Yeah. But uh, I know we saw him. He had one long end around or maybe a catch last year. Yeah. He looked fast, and I was like, okay, okay. Can't wait to see him down the road. Yep. What do you guys think of Andre Hunt? You think he's going to step up this year? Who's the other guy that needs to step up? Uh, McQuitty? McQuitty. Yeah. I'd like to see both of them step you know, up. McQuitty was on the white, and it was kind of like, maybe he's not stepping up in practice. I don't know. Uh, hard to tell. They could have been spreading some of those guys out on, yeah. on the different teams. but uh, I'd like to see Hunt step it yeah, up. I would too. Both him and McQuitty. I mean, if we want to have a solid receiving core, we're going to need both of them. Yeah, I think McQuitty, he's one of those guys that I don't know what it is about him, but I last year even I expected something out of him. And we got nothing. Yeah. So hopefully maybe he maybe it just took a little longer for him to buy in. Maybe he's just, just didn't know the playbook that Could well. Be. And hopefully he's got his crap together this year because we really do need somebody like him on the field. Yeah, I agree. Mike that. Yeah. Mike drop. All right. Um, all right. Let's go to the offensive line. What offensive line has stood out to you guys? I'm not actually, sure I can pick one. I was going to say, can you actually pick just one? It, it has to be a whole unit. Yeah. 
I mean, and honestly, yeah, we were sitting so close to the field, it was tough to see kind of what the offensive line was doing. Um, obviously, we had some really, we had some long runs. Uh, we had a QB that was able to scramble and get out and uh, get out of the pocket, and make some passes. So, you know, I, I think they probably did pretty well, but it was hard to tell from our seats where how they did. Quite a few offensive penalties too, though. There was. There were some false starts. Yeah. Not lining up correctly it is. I mean, yeah, it's it's spring practice. It is. That's why you have you get to clean some of those things up before exactly. you start the season and review the film and do better next time. But yeah, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, I don't know. I think Cam Jurgens is going to be our starting center. Oh, absolutely. But he wasn't playing today, was he? Was he out there? I don't think so. He would have been playing center. Is he 51? 51, I think. I don't think so. <laughs> and that's how it goes. And, uh, the Hawthorne lights get picked up. Make it louder. Make it louder. That's a good song. Old school. It is. I can uh, handle this. But yeah, no, I think uh, Cam Jurgens will be our center. I don't think there's any doubt. Yeah. Uh, they talked a lot about him. Uh, uh, he's just—he's put on a ton of weight to get up to that—that that form. But he's—I'm not sure he's 100 percent healthy. He's not even 300 pounds, which is good. But he's fast as well. So, um, well, I mean, you, you go back and look at—you know—I hate to do this as a Husker fan, go and look at the glory days. But Aaron Graham, the yeah. man who's only 285 pounds, yeah. and one of the best centers we've ever had. Yeah, and we don't need big 300-pound diamond no. as long as they have speed. We want speed. You can move. You can get your feet set under you. Keep people out of the backfield. Yep. It, it doesn't matter how you do it. It doesn't matter what size you are. As long as you get the job done. Agreed. And we talked a little about defensive line. I mean, I think Daniels and Davis brothers, they look good. Oh, man. Ferguson made some plays. Um, I, I think we got guys that can come in on a defensive uh Defensive end role. Gary Nelson lined up his defensive end a few times, and I think we have guys that are going to be double teamed because they're going to have to be. It's well, not, they're, not, they're not yeah. Sioux like, but uh, I think we got that some. That's the problem last year. We, we had guys. Have no depth. depth. None. Yeah. That's what we're going to need for this next class. Guys to step up this year in that backup role, and then guys coming in the next year. Are you guys concerned about the depth, especially at middle linebacker? I, was I mean, just gonna say something you know, about middle linebacker with him. You know, we have Henrich who got, got surgery hurt. the other day. He's out until after yeah. fall practice. I mean, it's not looking so good. I mean, Hannah from Tennessee, is Jackson that right? Hannah. Jackson Hannah, he's going to step up. You think he's going to get some playing time? I think he could. I think Jackson Hannah is one of those guys coming in that could play. Um, from what I've seen film, I just I see him fitting the system really well. He's another guy that attacks the ball, uh, kind of like a JoJo Doman, attacks the ball. We need more guys that are going to do that linebacker role that also can cover a wide receiver or a tight end. And we have it's, it's hard in that role to cover a wide receiver, but they should be able to cover a tight end and um, or a running back out of the backfield. But I think uh, Jackson Hanna's got potential to start. Uh, I think we have guys that are that can play in multiple positions that might move around and that we might need to have move yeah. around. Yeah, and so depth is a concern, absolutely. Damian Jackson might get a shot this year. He could. Very good game. I'll tell you, that guy. I don't know what it is. It, you know, former Navy SEAL. Right. You're gonna have a great work ethic. You're oh, gonna yeah. be a beast. They just hopefully he's really started to pick up on how the defense works. Yep. And if he does that, I mean, look out. And not Absolutely. to mention, we'll have uh, Will Honus will be ready to go yeah. by fall. I mean, uh, he's not he's not there right now, but he by fall he's got to be ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. You guys see he plays by Deshaun Neal, big number nine. I mean, I saw him. Definitely saw him. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I can't put my finger on one play. I mean, the guy's freaking huge. Why? I mean, this guy should be making plays. He's ginormous. You definitely can't miss him on the sideline or anywhere. No. He's a big guy. But yeah, I really, I didn't really see too much to be honest. Again, where where our seats were at, it was kind of hard to see necessarily. You know, the normal numbers of the stars. You know who they are. But some of the guys, if you're like, wait. Wait, what's, and my, my, I can't, my eyes are too bad to be able to see from a distance. So. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. I, I agree with you. I was having trouble realizing who some of the guys were. And it's, you know, if I'm at home watching on TV, maybe maybe I see things a little differently. Oh, but, absolutely. Uh, maybe I'll re- do a rewatch on Big Ten Network or something. Oh, well, we're going to have to. I mean, that, that's <laughs> guaranteed. Gonna yeah. gonna, we're going to see things in a replay that we didn't see today, or we might have just... Oh yeah, overlooked, maybe looked away for that split second. Well, yeah, we were walking around and stuff too. Exactly. So, I mean, I mean, we're going to meet Nate Gary and stuff. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> All right, what do you guys like about the spring game? What do you guys like most? Man, you know, it's just it felt like game day. Yeah, I think you know you you cannot downplay the Husker crowd ever, uh, even for the spring game. I mean, everyone's pumped up about the season again. I feel like we have we have our offense once again. I'm not worried about our offense at all. Even with the wide receiver position, it's not a worry for me. Um, obviously, there's there's things I can improve, but I'm not worried about it. Defense is going to be the biggest question again this year. But I think I think we showed improvements the second half of last year. That I mean, if, no one wanted to play us at the end of year last year. No, no one would want to face Nebraska, especially in the Big Ten. If we wouldn't play Ohio State again, we would have beat them. Northwestern would have beat them. Iowa, goddamn it, we should have beat them. But, but there's, but there's games. But let's just say there's games. <laughs> there's games that we lost that we wouldn't have lost the second half of the season if we played like we played the entire yes. season. Yes, entire season like second half. Like it's it's a follower of our. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> someone that comment, yeah, there's someone that comments on our page that really doesn't like him and thinks he should be fired. But my well, take on the whole thing. No, that's yeah. It's the first year. It was the yeah. first year. You, I mean, you they didn't have a full there. year either. You, you, you know, with the guys. Get in here. Anyway, back to the spring game. Uh, <laughs> what was encouraging for me is we had a lot of stars that were not playing in the game, and there were guys that showed flashes yep. or you know stepped up a little bit. Uh, and it was just fun. I mean, you look up in the crowd. We're two rows up. We look up, and it's all full. Yeah, you, you can't beat an atmosphere like no. this. I, I don't care who you are. I don't care who says it on Twitter, Facebook. I, I don't care who your fan yeah. base is. There, there really is no place like this. No. Well, there's no. none. We got Tur- Turner Corcoran who uh, committed right after the spring yeah. game. Wow. That's huge. And I wouldn't be shocked if we get a couple more announced today. I mean, I was. we had a lot of recruits, a lot of uh, high, highly touted recruits. So, if you don't know, that's an offensive tackle out of Lawrence, Kansas, yes. four-star, number six, number eight in the country, yep. offensive tackle. I, I think that type of atmosphere, a lot of people say the fans don't decide on where people go. I highly disagree. You have a good fan base plus a good uh, coaching. You don't want to go to a game where fans aren't there. You know, they mentioned last year Kentucky. They were pissed off because... They're, they can't fill their stadium and they're having the best season they've had in 20 years. <laughs> they like 9-2 and two in there. Yeah, and, they, and no one shows up to the games. And, it's just, and then you have Bamboo who can't have people stay the whole game because they're beating people by 40. So, you know, we have fan base that shows up and that cheers on and loves the team. And I think we have a very passionate fan base. And that says a lot about the guys that want to come here 
That's a lot of the reason Paula Gates came here. Oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. the fan base, he loves it. Yeah, Paula Gates, and he was actually at the game today. Back at that guy, I'll tell you what. I'm excited about him. Man. Oh, and uh, J- Javin Wright was here, too. Buddha, oh, wow. He was there, too, today, so we got him coming in in the, in the fall. So, What do you guys think about uh, Paula Gates not playing safety, but he's going to play nickel corner? I think it's fine. I think, he's, we need him to play. I think he's an athletic guy that can play, one of those guys that can play more than one position. And what, what, a couple of things we haven't talked about is Paul Gates, Darian Chase, uh, Buda Wright, um, and then, uh, God, we got a couple other guys that aren't on campus yet that I think are going to be able to impact right away. Yeah, um, the and the receiving core as well. I mean, Every Darian, day. Darian Chase, I think he's going to be a wide receiver that's going to make a difference in the game too. So, um, yeah, and I just I think there's guys that can play are going to be asked to do things they normally wouldn't be asked to do. And they're either going to do it or they're not. If they don't do it, they're not going to play. What are you guys' thought on Bryce Benhard and, and recruiting players that can enroll in the winter session? I mean, is this a missed opportunity for Bryce Benhard to come yes. in and just be the starting right tackle of this football team? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a miss. Uh, same with Ty Robinson. I mean, it's, it's a miss to not have those guys here already. Uh, it's more of a miss for them than anything else, and it's an opportunity for us to see who else in that in the depth can really step up and play. If, if anything, if we miss out, hopefully we have those guys next year to step up. But then again, I think Benhart could be a guy that comes in and steps into the system right away when yeah. we need him. And it's not a characteristic for a player, you know, like Maurice Washington last year. He didn't even come to like halfway through fall camp. Yep. Yeah. He still made it onto the field, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, so, so. I, I think there's, there's, not a, there's a chance that they still get some playing time early, but... Yeah, I think they're missing out right now. I mean, they're missing out on all the conditioning. They're doing stuff on their own, but they, they got a lot to catch up on once they join. They're missing out on those reps. Oh, hey, reps on those are, gains. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, exactly. come on. Yeah. It, I don't know. It, it's just these it's guys, yeah. they, they've got to be there. Yeah. So, I mean, when you're recruiting, does that make a big deal to you as a coach? Can this guy enroll in winter, winter courses, get in here right away so he gets that extra – Winter conditioning and you know in the past I don't think that it probably did but now it might yeah uh, I mean you got what a handful of guys at least that came in in the winter yeah some of those guys are probably gonna play so yeah it would be nice to get as many recruits as you could like you said is that gonna make a difference if you're gonna go after a kid or not that could be a tricky situation down the road yeah I I think that's a bad way to recruit is if I can't get them right now I'm not gonna recruit them. Uh, not to say it doesn't happen. I just don't know if that'd be the way I would do recruiting if I was out there getting guys. But I think it does impact the way they recruit. All right. So, what are you guys' prediction on the recruiting class for 2020? You think we're going to do better than top 15? If you guys are putting money on it right now, we already got Xavier Betts, who was what 46, and then we have this uh, the tackle from Kansas, who what. Is he 50th or 60th ranked? 50, 55. Yeah. Somewhere in between there. I mean, he's almost a five-star. We only got two five-star players on our team already, plus mothers from yeah. Alabama. I, I think I think we end up a top 15 class. I'd say probably right around 15. I can tell you this, we're going to be higher than Iowa. <laughs> Should that ever even be a question? They are high about because they're like ranked eighth right now. I'm like, until the 90 season, I even started, fellas. Just wait. But no, I think uh, I think we could end up with top 15 class. I think so. In my opinion, though, it, I don't care where we sit with recruiting, as far as number, rank, whatever. Just coach the kids right. Yeah. It's not like Osborne ever had the best kids in the nation. That Solich never really did either. No. But they found a way 
to turn these kids into something better than they ever thought they could be. The only and thing Boston is, has the same ability. Right. The only thing is, you know, you look at the teams that have made the playoff over the last handful of years. They've had top ten recruiting classes, yeah. so it does make a difference. Nowadays, um, yeah, it does. Yeah. The thing is, the right, the right players in and coach them. Well, the thing is, Clemson, they, they're somewhere between 7 and 16 when they're in their recruiting classes, but they get the two damn best quarterbacks right, in Watson. That's the biggest difference. That's yeah. the reason they're in that spot. You know, and so if Frost can get a top 15 class and we have Martinez, who's what, third in the Heisman race right now, yeah. I mean, if he can play up to that level, we can get to the playoffs. It might not be this year, but a year or two from now? Yeah. Absolutely, I agree. Okay. <laughs> uh, I want to kind of switch this over to, uh, do you guys follow Husker football or basketball? Fred Hoiberg, the hire? We don't follow basketball, but we did see him today. I got some pictures from my mother-in-law. She's and in we love saw with some him, recruits so. on the sideline that he had. So. There, there's a lot of basketball recruits on the sideline. So one of the things I want to talk about, with Moose, he comes to Nebraska, he has the pick of the letter to, to hire Scott Frost, and then he goes out and gets one of the best college coaches out there, Fred Hoiberg. Where will Moose stand in history, in Husker, and just in Husker history, if both these hires really work out? Number one. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, man. Number one, no doubt. Especially if Nebraska basketball does anything. Oh, my God. If they win a game in the tournament, that takes Nebraska basketball to a level yes. that it has not been. That, that's all it would take is um, one NCAA tournament win. That's it. You know, if Nebraska goes to a New Year's Six Bowl, goes to a oh, playoff, yeah, I'd when's say the Big Ten? Please, for the love he of God, said, when's he the Big said, Ten? He said this AD thing I'm pretty good at, and I get what I want. That's, he said that the other day, and I'm like, that, that's why I love you, Moose. Like we, we talked to him at that event that we went to, yeah. and he was super cool. And very, I'm like, very laid back. Good. I'm like you're the man. Yeah, he's. <laughs> he, and he, he knows it, but he's very humble about it. He, he knows it, but he's very humble. Yeah, he's. I think number one. If if we have a successful basketball team, that puts him up there. Wow. I have to agree. I really would. And it might take a couple of years for basketball, you know. Uh, it's, it's a Maybe. Little, it's a little different, though. Hobers are recruiting like 50 it's guys. Not 22 players on a field like football. You got five yeah. guys. And a lot of these schools have one and guns every year anyway. So they have to do it. So there's a possibility that it'd be pretty good. And a lot quick. more games. Yeah. A lot more games. Yeah. Now, was it you guys that I was talking to that had a, someone had a Twitter poll out there? Who's going to be more successful sooner, Fred Hoiberg or Scott Frost? And Hoiberg's yeah. winning? Well, it wasn't us. But. I was the one that saw it out there. And it was a, the Twitter poll was, uh, who will win a playoff game first, Frost or Hoiberg? So March Madness game or us getting to the playoffs. That's not a fair poll. Exactly. That's what I say. There's 16 teams that make it to the basketball guy. Yeah, there's four of them. Football guy. I pick Frost no matter what. I'm good at I'm not a And not only that, Hoiberg hasn't coached a game yet. Exactly. We've had Frost coach a season. And Hoiberg's just coming in with a lot of hype right now. Yeah. A lot. I mean, it's well deserved. It is. But it's just hype at this point. Yeah. And let me get one thing straight. I don't care about Nebraska basketball. I hope they do well, but I just don't care. I really don't. I don't it also gives us something to focus on in between football and, and that's Yeah. I mean, because well, I, I was well, on baseball. And, and if, you, if you listen to Sports Talk Radio and the basketball team's not good, then they talk about football for nine months. Yeah. And as much it as I love football, you. they just tell the same stories over or come up with ridiculous uh is this going to happen? Or is this going to happen? <laughs> so, yeah. I'm with you. So, let's say that, like we said, uh, the Scott Frost gets us to a uh, playoffs, wins the national championship. Cool. 
Hoiberg uh, wins a couple tournament games. The next time we build some addition to the athletic center, are we going to name it Moose's Hall then? Yes. I think, I think it's deserved. I, I would rather have it say Moose's Tavern just because the yeah. old, uh, <laughs> it has nothing to do with the tavern at all, but I'd rather just be called Moose's Tavern because that'd be really cool. I just, you know, just by two cents. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, I think I think he would get something named after him or he a statue. To. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's obviously pretty good. He lured Mike Le- Leach away from a beach to go to Washington State. So. Yeah. Yeah, he wants to go up there. Yeah. yeah, so it's pretty good when he does. Yeah, I can see a statue of Hoiberg and Frost holding a holding Moose on the shoulders. <laughs> Look at all the fans at the Michigan State. Oh wait, there's like none. Oh, exactly. there's like 50 people there. How yeah. many were at the Iowa Springs? Oh wait, they didn't have they one, didn't did have they? One. Oh, that's right. I saw Minnesota had theirs indoors. Yeah. Oh my god. And then it was closed off to media. Or closed off to the public. And it's at BTM. The Oklahoma spring game last night, Friday night, almost nobody there. Yeah. And you've got one of the best transfers in the nation in Jalen Hurts, and almost nobody shows up. Yeah. But but is Jalen Hurts that good? He looked good in that spring game. I'm sorry, but then again, you're looking at Oklahoma's defense too. I think Jalen. I think Jalen Hurts is that good. I don't know if he is. I don't know if he's gonna win a go out there and win a championship, but he I think he is that good. I think I think Saban screwed him. I I really hurts. I did. You know, football he did against Georgia in that playoff game, coming in right cold off the bench. You know, uh, Frost told Jebbia, he said, "Hey, Adrian is the starting quarterback," and then so he left. Yeah, Saban just said, "Oh, you guys are bold." He didn't want somebody to leave. Yeah. Don't get me started on Saban. Oh my yeah. God! What are you guys' thoughts on athletes being paid? Uh, that's a long conversation. My my my, <laughs> my, 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 my short answer is no. Yeah, we don't have that much time. I have more, yeah, I can go into more detail, but my short answer is no. <laughs> yeah, I would say my short answer would be no. It'd be, it'd be something to talk about for a while, but. We'll, and we'll, we'll, probably, talking about we'll it. probably do another show this year on because I know they're still talking maybe, about maybe, it. But maybe my my other word I would say is not yet. Not not because they play D one sport. I think you gotta. So my if they want to do autographs, someone wants to pay them to come and do autographs. That's fine. I don't have a problem. I personally don't have a problem with that. But you're gonna have guys that make money, guys that don't. How do how do you pay a quarterback compared to a defensive lineman? And then it's just like it is in pro sports, you know. Then you got guys at odds. Yeah. You know? I don't know. There's there's too much that goes into it. But my short answer is no. <laughs> No, I kind of wonder because I read the uh, California bill where athletes could be paid by shoe companies. And I kind of wonder, you know, because Huskers have a, a deal with Adidas, and you just wonder if Nike would just swoop up and just start start signing a bunch of seventh, eighth graders, so they only would go to Alabama where they would have Nike or uh, Oregon. Well, that's what they're doing with basketball teams. Nike and, and Adidas are doing that with basketball teams already. And look at the reason we no longer have an NCAA football game for yeah, game know, it's consoles. So stupid. It's my favorite game of all time. And who do we have to blame for it? An NCAA player. <laughs> no, well, then we can start buying uh, player jerseys again. You know, nothing like always buying a 1 or a 19 this next year coming yeah. up. Yeah, we saw two Martinez, a dad and his two sons had Martinez jerseys. I'm like, I need one of those. Like, yeah, custom made. Custom made. You didn't pay for it. Yeah, the one I picked up was at Husker Hounds in Omaha. And yeah. trust me, I paid for it. Yeah. I really did. So it, I don't like the fact that they had to go to where it's either a number one or the year that the season is. I think, I think that's yeah. stupid. 
Yeah, I think there's a lot they can do to change things like that, but I don't think players should be paid. Where do the where do the Huskers go here from now until uh, fall camp? I mean, how they're going to stay busy? How these athletes? What, what do you think they're going to be doing between now and then? Continue bulking up. Continue busting. Kind of finessing some of those things that didn't go right in the spring game. Clean up some stuff. Get those guys on campus that aren't here yet and yep. get them to work. I think they've got the right leadership and you know coaches that are leaders and then leaders on the team that are going to keep them head focused and clear cut leaders. Uh, yep. Yeah, and this seems completely 100% bought in. Finally, yes, everything. There's no doubting anything at this point. Yeah, you know, follow Mulberry. <laughs> oh God, Whatever please. says do. Yes. Um, you know? Especially if you're on offense, because if you don't, you're going to end up paying He's for gonna it. He's going to hit you. <laughs> He's going to tackle you. Yep. I think we'll be busy between now and the first game. So. Yeah, these guys are going to be hitting it hard. Yeah. All right, last topic here. We kind of talked this on the way here. If you're putting money down, nine wins, so nine and three, or seven and five, can't go eight, where are you guys putting your money on? Uh, I got nine and three. I, I'd go nine. I'd go, I'd go overs. I know Brian doesn't like to talk about this, but come on, Brian, don't be chicken. I'm, I'm putting, I'm such a homer. I would, I would put money down on eleven and one. This game is a little different than last year. It's not it, nearly it tough. Five us. very tough, very tough road games last year. It, it, this year's schedule completely favors us. Oh yeah, by a mile. We have Ohio State at home. We have Wisconsin at home. Iowa at home. I mean, we have to watch those letdown games, and we really do. Purdue. Purdue's not going to be a pushover. Purdue's not going to be bad. Minnesota I, on the road. Minnesota on the road. I mean, seriously, I can't stand them. I hate the road. We have Illinois again this year. We do have and Illinois. And Illinois improved. It's I mean, at Illinois, and I believe they still got A.J. Bush. No. Is he gone? He's, he's got to be gone. But they still get that Corbin guy. That guy can play. That's yeah, he can. That, that Corbin's a baller. Yeah. yeah I, they, got, they, got other, they got other weapons, too, that can be that can be harmful. But it's we still I still think we beat them, but... Do you guys believe the Huskers will be the Oklahoma of the Big Ten this upcoming year? Yeah. That's tough because we know Wisconsin was down last year. Yes. Um, I mean, Northwestern won with four losses. Won the con- well, four losses or five losses? Four? They had four losses, right? And they hung with Ohio State in that yeah. first half. Yeah, so I think we can be. Um Michigan's a big question up in the air. How are they going to follow up their plunder from last year? I think we can be better than Ohio State. I think we can beat the Oklahoma. I think, if not this year, the year after. I, I don't know. Uh, with Ohio State, they're, to me, they're a question mark. Just for the simple fact that new coach, new identity. New quarterback. New quarterback. I mean... We don't know what we're going to get from them. We don't even know if Justin Fields is starting. Exactly. <laughs> There's competition there. They could fall flat on their face. Or they could go out the first couple games, struggle, and then make a quarterback change. Yeah. Say Ohio State ends up having a season this season like we just had last year. They, what would people say? They want Urban Meyer back at this point? Yeah. Their fans would bury their own graves. Uh, yeah, I think some people might die. <laughs> Literally die. Yeah, no, I think we can be, if not this year, next year. Do you guys believe sports in general is becoming just a Southern thing? You look at all the national championships. They're from Southern teams. Virginia just won the NCAA championship. Uh, You look at Duke. You look at Kentucky. 
they're all Southern teams. I mean, Alabama, Clemson, all Southern teams. Does do Northern teams really have a shot in today's NCAA world? I think there's an advantage to being in the South just to being able to get outside more. Uh, especially when it comes to baseball. Baseball, yeah. Um, but uh, when it comes to football, I think I think recruiting is done differently in every conference. I think that's a big that's a big deal breaker, and especially if you're from the South. Why are you going to want to move up to Nebraska or Minnesota? It's a tough draw. You got to do a good job, so your team has to be good to be able to get them. But I think recruiting is done in the southern part of the country different than it's done in the northern part of the country. It's very different. It really is. But if you look at a place like Nebraska, especially just in one year with Frost being back, the walk-on program, mm-hmm. that gives us such a huge advantage oh, yeah. over most teams. 90% of the college teams in this country. Our, our walk-on yeah. program is just unmatched. It gives you that many more players and skill sets to practice against, get prepared for. Push out. It does. It, really, it makes you that much better. Because that guy below you could take your job next week. You yeah. never know. It yeah. just That's my opinion. I think the walk-on program just gives us a huge advantage no matter where we're at. Well, I think when, when Southern, you know, these Southern teams are bragging, like we have 15 four-stars and 10 five-stars. How many of them never see the field because exactly. you had that many in your last class, in the last class? Yeah. You see guys that never see the field, but they were highly talented out of high school. So what do they do? Do they transfer? Are they still on the team? You never hear from half these guys That's right. because they don't play. Like you said, you, you signed two quarterbacks that are four-stars in the same class. Well, they're both not going to play. So. Yeah, so I think it's just done differently. Like, I want to get as many guys onto my team, and then if they play as a coach, I don't, I don't really care. I got my guys here, and if one wins over the other, then I don't care what the other guy does. Like, I just think that's that's part of it. Do you believe with this new transfer rule, this is going to benefit Nebraska, or are they just going to be also, they're going to have systemic issues with this problem also? I'm interested to see how it goes after a couple of years. I mean, after last year, you mean as far as people just being able to play right away? Players just leaving, you know, like one player leaves uh, Alabama, then all of a sudden we get them, then all of a sudden one of our players start leaving. I, I think that's going to continue. Um, I also think the NCAA either needs to say you can transfer without penalty, anybody can, like a free agency type thing, or they really need to make sure that they, if someone can't play for some reason, the other person can't play for that reason too. Well, because Tate, Tate Martell and Justin Fields, neither, neither of them should have been eligible. Right. Yep. <laughs> According to the way the rule is now, they shouldn't have been. Well, they weren't. They didn't go through hardship. Neither one of them did. Right. It needs to be. You know, if your coach is either fired or leaves, you know, then maybe that maybe that you are able to transfer and play somewhere. You're the that, coach that recruited you. I get it. Yeah. Exactly. You, know, just, you, you go to a school and then. One year later, the coach leaves. Yeah, that's not your fault. Yeah, and then if you transfer, you got to sit out here. That, that's not fair. Yeah. And when Penn State had all that crap happen years ago, yep. And they gave everybody on that team a chance to transfer and play right away for whoever they wanted, just because of the sanctions that they got put. Yeah. And that was the right call. Spe- yeah. Special circumstances like that, I understand. Yeah. But. You're right. It, everybody needs to be held to the same damn standard. Just because they bring in a Jalen Hurts to, you know, can grad transfer, so then somebody that backup yeah. quarterback can just leave. Yeah. I mean, no, sorry. And he's eligible right, right away. And spot. I haven't Shea Patterson transferred uh, to Michigan. He was eligible right away. He shouldn't have been either, to be honest. <laughs> he wasn't a grad transfer. Exactly. But yeah, I think it's, I think you're gonna see more and more of it happen. I don't know how it's gonna impact us personally as Nebraska, but. We'll see. It was, if we start winning games, it definitely could. All right. Well, where can our fans find your guys' podcast? 
What was that? Sorry? Yeah, where can we find your podcast? Uh, so we're on, well, you can actually find us on iTunes. Uh, we host it on Podbean, but uh, we're out there on iTunes. Uh, you can check us out on Twitter, at Two Average Guys. Um, and then you can check us out on Facebook and um, we're on Facebook as well. So we go live on Corn Oscar Nation. Um, Corn Oscar Nation Facebook page every Sunday after uh, football games. So, right. And then iTunes for the podcast. Man, guys, I was super excited when we were texting through uh, Twitter and saying, yeah. hey, we want to do this. Let's go to the 1867 bar and have some beers and... And, and do a podcast together. I thought it was just completely awesome. Hey, we're all here for the same reason. We exactly. love Husker football. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about so, it all day. <laughs> yeah, no, glad you guys could do this with us. All right, we'll have to do this again. Yeah, Thanks, guys. All right, man. Thanks. Take it easy.